Welcome to Chopcast. The Braves are world champions of the yes, world. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. Um, it's not. I don't know. What is that? It, mean? it feels yeah. It feels so weird to say out loud. I, I I will say this like I was watching the game with a bunch of my friends out here in L.A. and they're all waiting for me to like react, and I just sat there for like ten minutes and just shocked. Like I, I, I literally didn't move. I put my hands on my face, like shed a few tears, and just yeah. Very, very important shout out to the Philadelphia Phillies and the oh, New York yeah. Mets. And the, those, yeah. guys are, those guys really, those they guys really wanted awesome, us getting man. there. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. They by did them. The- <laughs> Couldn't have done it without him, you know. No, it's really one of those things. Man, imagine winning your division with 88 <laughs> wins. <laughs> it, you know, not many teams can do that, but they really, they really made it happen. Um, mm. Yeah, I. Uh, if you saw our video on our Instagram, you saw that uh, me and the people I was watching it with went pretty insane pretty quickly. Um. Even still now, it's weird to think about because this is just such un, like, charted territory for. I mean, you think of um. It it is a little less for like, adults and whatever, and people who were alive <coughs> in the '90s. But you think of like everyone underneath the age of. I mean, and thinking of people who were like maybe three or four, mm-hmm. or five, when the Braves won the World Series, like and don't really remember basically everybody who's like 30 and younger in the state of Georgia, uh, has not felt like anything like this. You, you can count Atlanta United and I was there for that. And I thought that was awesome when it happened, mm-hmm. but it's in no way comparable to this. Um, and it, yeah, Agreed. I've been contemplating like, like I said in the last episode, like stashing myself in a corner with a gun and hiding from everybody because the world is <laughs> the world is different to me now. Everything is just, everything is just so different, and I don't understand. <laughs> don't want people touching me or anyway. Yeah. Um, I agree. It's no. It, it is legit. I, I had the longest phone call with my dad um, after the win. Who's a Mets fan? Uh, yeah, and he's a Mets fan, and my brother's a Mets fan. My entire family, they're they're pretty much all Mets fans. But I just grew up naturally more around the Braves, just revolved to, or you know revolved around that. Um, grew up going to games and just naturally became a fan. But um, yeah, we were talking about that, and he said that he was he was pulling for us. And I mean, as you know, rivalries aside, I don't think many people wanted the Astros to win, and I think we were playing the right team, um, you know, for the moment for the stage and. Yeah, I just kept bringing up like this is this is it. Like th- these are the moments you remember for the rest of your life. Uh, he watched the Mets win in 1986 when he was pretty much the same age as we are right now. Um, like he was born in mid 60s, so he's 21, 22 years old uh, when that happened. And he, I mean, he remembers it like it's yesterday. And so it's kind of like a little overwhelming thinking about like I, I don't I don't want to you know I don't want to say this is. We're not going to get this feeling for a while, but it's just incredible to bask in it, like at the moment. Yeah. Um, I wish that I could have gone to the battery at one point during this. Um, I wish I could have gone like last weekend, 
but since it was the Georgia Florida game and that was like my first time going down there, it was pretty difficult. I was going to try and come up okay. Sunday, but apparently you had to be there at like before three uh, to yeah. get a spot because they'd like shut it down and like the lines for bars at Truist were already they are already there at like noon or something. Mm. Um, but I really, uh, being very, and also I didn't end up going to the game cause it, it was going to be, I mean, for the people who went props to you, uh, mm. but good grief. Was that a lot of money? Um, mm. standing room only, which there's not a lot of that where you can really see what's going on in Truist. Uh, was like ended up being fifteen hundred something dollars for game five, um, which game five was just awful. <laughs> Not yeah, yeah, that was a tough one. That was like yeah, I mean, that was an Atlanta game. That was that was oh, like one hundred. <laughs> like, like it just start, starting off with a grand slam in the World Series and then proceeding to. Just absolutely flush it down the drain. Like, the worst response we could have had. Um, And I have many thoughts and feelings about how Snicker managed that game, but Mm. I think that was kind of a drop in the bucket in the grand scheme because he he was, I mean, he was an incredible manager this entire postseason. But, yeah, I agree. Like, exactly what we expected to happen happened, and it was just tough to watch. Yeah. After game five, I was thinking, like, I I was – just sitting it brings me back to where i was i was just like in my bathroom right here and like looking in the mirror and i was like we're gonna lose yeah (laughs) it's like yeah i have to accept this now i can't start accepting it after game six Um, (laughs) because i definitely do think and you know there's no way to tell this but i feel like a lot of people were thinking the same thing if we lose game six Mm -hmm. we're gonna lose game seven um Mm -hmm. but uh in hindsight the way game five was managed, I guess I'm fine with. Um, mm-hmm. Just, I mean, obviously because we won, but mm-hmm. it really, really, really pissed me off seeing Drew Smiley come in in the seventh when they're only down two runs at home. Yeah. Um, yeah. And really, after that grand slam, our bats weren't doing anything. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess, I mean, in a way. <laughs> Like, I definitely thought that Snicker was managing for a loss, and like if the bats just happened to give him something, um, mm-hmm. then start trying to win if we're up late. Uh, yeah. But I feel like the minute we went down after going up the way we did, he just started managing for a loss in terms of the pitching. Because um, throwing Drew Smiley out there for the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning is just was just sad it was just mm. awful to watch uh, i feel really bad for the people that went there for that one mm. especially yeah. because it was just so after that like that first inning i, I was never comfortable throughout the whole game uh, or like after that happened but you definitely got that instant sense of like we're gonna do this um mm-hmm. But in a way, I guess Snicker was confident enough in his players and in his batters that they could go to Houston and do something and give Matzik a little bit of a rest. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think that the way that Snitker managed up until Smiley was pretty piss poor. Um, I had very strong feelings about keeping Tucker Davidson and then he, he you know, let up two, two runs and then two runs and Minter should have gotten taken out, taken out after that, like, um, you know, walk with the bases loaded. But I think at that point with Smiley, I was, I was kind of at an in-between where, like, yes, we're down two runs, and yes, that seems close to you, but just from, like, an analytical standpoint, you want to save your arms. And at the end of the day, Drew Smiley pitched three innings. Uh, it, you know, obviously we were managing for a loss, which fucking sucks, and I feel so bad for everyone who was there because, I mean, that's just teeth gritting. Like, I would be so upset if I paid money and just watched my team essentially just phone it in. Um, but, yeah, obviously it set up a pretty damn good game six. Yeah. I was yeah. fine with Tucker going back out there for the third, and mm-hmm. but I wanted him to have a much shorter leash than he was given. Yeah. Like, especially yeah. the way he was pitching. It, mm-hmm. He just didn't make it seem like he was shaping his pitches at all. It was just kind of like, I have to get it in there yeah, yeah. in some way. And the pitches just mm-hmm. didn't have great movement, and um, they were finding him pretty easily. Uh, and which sucked because it gave Framber a little bit of momentum um, to like pitch better because I mean, we were destroying him this series. Uh, We really let him off the hook in games in game five. Um, But uh, game six, that couldn't have gone any better. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, like the in terms of just sports anxiety and sports neurosis, I like I that was the best that was the best thing we could have seen. A shutout and seven runs scored. I I, I, I mean I guess you can kind of compare it to the ninety five World Series where I believe we won, you know, one to zero. Which like, yeah, that's exciting. But like, I just I don't know if my heart could have handled that. I think I would have had a stroke or something. Um, and it, it didn't really, honestly, it didn't really even settle in for me that we were going to win until I think it was Freddie's home run that you know put us up seven zero. Like the Jorge Soler home run was just unfreaking believable. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he worked that count so well. I mean, I think it must have been an, at least an eight or nine pitch at bat, and then just cranked one. He when the ball hit the bat, I knew immediately. Like I started, oh, yeah. I st- started celebrating. There was no doubt in my mind. Uh, he almost hit and then another he- home run in the game too, but it just barely yeah. went foul. Um, yeah, he almost hit. <laughs> he had like I think two or three foul home runs uh, mm-hmm. in the series on top of having three home runs. <laughs> he had more home yeah. runs than the entire Houston Astros had this whole this whole series. Um, yeah, which they had well two. deserved. Yeah, well deserved. Um. He had, he probably had three of the most like important home runs in Braves baseball history. <laughs> like game one, yeah. lead off, go ahead. Game what was that? Game four. Yeah, game we, four. We, go I mean, ahead. Yeah, we flipped the script like entirely. All of his Completely. home runs were go ahead home runs. Mm. Um, <laughs> like, and yeah. Freddie Freddie had five home runs this series. Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, he I'm was cranking. Yeah. No, he, he definitely had... Oh, no, no, it was this postseason. Sorry, not this yeah, series. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no way. But he, he did hit back-to-back home runs in 
game f- oh not back to back but game five and game six he hit home runs in both just yeah. can't go unnoticed um mm-hmm. but it's just the difference with his and not saying they weren't worth anything but they were just except for the hater one against the brewers mm-hmm. a lot of them just weren't as insignificant timing which sucks for him because mm-hmm. i mean he's still up there doing it uh mm-hmm. but jorge just Eddie Rosario very much passed the uh, MVP torch to Jorge for this one. Yeah, I think it was pretty yeah. close with who the MVP was going to be because honestly, just everybody was doing pretty well. Um, yeah, there wasn't any yeah. huge standouts, but then in Game Six, Jorge very much solidified. Yeah, um, but yeah, I was super scared about Max Fried um, coming mm. in and not having confidence. After giving up five, which a lot of were not his own fault, um, mm. they weren't making good contact against him in game two. Uh, it was just poor defensive shift plans and some errors that really screwed him over. Uh, and then in this one, I think I mean a lot. I've heard a lot of comments about just kind of what the turning point was for him because he didn't really start very great. Uh, was Michael Brantley stepping on his ankle and not actually being out and literally everyone in the world, except for that, (laughs) those umps, um, knowing that he was out. Uh, and that was like, uh, I I was listening to the talking baseball podcast and Trevor Plouffe is good friends with, uh, Jack Flaherty and Lucas Giolito who were at the game Mm -hmm. and they're good friends with, Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And they were telling him over the phone, uh, or I think I think it was Flaherty was telling him like that Max started to have like this this look that they knew about where he just gets incredibly angry. Um, yeah. And from there was doing like I mean he ba- basically after that was um, pitching like he had against the Orioles and the Padres and both of those shutouts. Incredibly yeah. economical. Um, yeah. I think he ended with like. 70 pitches through seven. 70 pitches, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I was, I was, I will say I was upset that they took him out. Oh, Obviously, yeah. hindsight is 2020, but he was, he wasn't just, he, he was shoving. Like, he yeah. was, he was shoving. He, he was, he was, that was one of the best performances you can see. Um, yeah, and I think, I, I do think the Brantley incident pushed him over the edge. I think he, I think he locked in then and somehow, some way got out of that first unscathed and then the Braves just like never looked back. Yeah. Yeah. But amazing. it just was such a different season overall. And I don't think um, that there will ever be a team like this again. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that the trades were made for what they were, mm-hmm. were made, like from what they were made of. Um, I just everything you factor in everything, and it's just so improbable. Even one getting to the postseason. Um, yeah, I think the stats were like in. I think it was in August. It was right before August sixth. Um, we mm. still had a losing record. Um, we were going into the Cardinal series, which is the record or the where we swept them, which was the series that we finally mm-hmm. broke above 500 and got out of that streak where we went win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, 18 win, times win, in a row. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, 
we had like a 10% chance of winning the East, like a 6% chance of going to the playoffs. Um, and, or maybe, or maybe you flip those either way, but, and then a 0.3% chance of winning the world series mm. in early August. Um, with, <laughs> so basically less than two months of baseball left to play and you have a 0.3% chance of doing what happened. Um, Just so improbable. Just like, I mean, I, I think that analytics are important and stats are important, but there's, there's just something about this team that just seemed like intangible. Yeah. Like everything clicked, like energy. everything. Clicked yeah. Um, and because I feel like a lot of that energy was provided by obviously the new players that we got. And then like having Heredia is basically like a mascot oh, in the second half. He's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know how long he's going to stay with the Braves for if really at all, but I mean, he's going to go down as one of my favorite players ever. Yeah. Like he, he had such a contagious energy that everyone fed off of. Like yeah. even guys like Freddie that are typically like pretty professional. You could see him like getting into it. Especially towards you know the end of the series. Yeah. So then you also have like Jock. Did y'all yeah. read the the his his uh, article? The Atlanta one. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Well, you should read it's that. So- it was. Yeah. That made me cry a little bit when I read it. Yeah. It was. It was something. Um, yeah. The it, fact it that felt those like words yeah. came out of him too. <laughs> like. Yeah. Not that he it just has no uh, that he has it, not that he has no capacity for emotion, but that he was able to write sentences out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. coherent thoughts. Yeah, instead of just I, I, bang. I did think there might be a ghostwriter for that, Maybe. but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hope and pray that it's him. Yeah, I'm just gonna say it's him. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we're going to, um, I have the quote unquote story of the Braves in front of me. Um, and I'm just going to run through this as quickly as possible. Uh, most of this is what happened in the first half because we kind of know how everything turned around in the second, but we'll also, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the second after a run through this. Um, Mm -hmm. but all right. I'm going to go as quick as I can. Um, I've forgotten like half of these, some of these things. Mm. Um, loved oh, yeah, I'm excited this. to run through all this. It's all right. Good, good man. Um, so the opening day roster on April 1st against the Phillies, uh, we had Acuna in right field in the one hole, Albies in the, in the two hole at second base, Freeman first base in three hole, Ozuna in left field in the four hole, Darno at catcher in the five hole, Swanson shortstop in six, Riley third base seven, Pache center field in eighth, and we had Freed on the mound hitting ninth. And then our other uh, guaranteed starters at the beginning of the year were second was Morton, third Anderson, fourth Smiley, and then fifth was basically just whoever we were going to run out that day. Um, yeah. And on our bench is Alex Jackson, Ender Inciarte, Pablo Sandoval, and Ere Ejonza. Uh In our in our bullpen, Will Smith, Chris Martin, Tyler Matzik, A.J. Minter, Nate Jones, Luke Jackson, Sean Newcomb, Grant Dayton, Josh Tomlin, and Waskar Inoa. Wow. <laughs> Hitters. Um, 
going through each of the players and just kind of how they went in the first half, you have Freeman, who started out terribly, hitting in the 170s, um, just had good batted ball average, or, or like barreling, but just everything seemed to be going to people. Um, Riley, everyone, <laughs> he's already coming off a shaky year, and then uh, everyone is calling for him to be traded for Jose Ramirez, including myself. Um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Ozzy was at least slightly consistent uh, at the beginning of the year. Um, Darno wasn't really doing very much, which was not good for us as uh, batting cleanup for us a lot last uh, mm. the past year. And then ended up getting out with a uh, thumb injury very quickly and being on the 60 day IL. Um, mm. Dansby super streaky um, remained in the top five in strikeouts, uh, but still did okay in the first half. Um, Ozuna, who had almost won the Triple Crown in 2020, uh, was also hitting in the 170s and basically doing what Freeman was doing, except for even worse somehow. And then injures his, or dislocates his finger uh, on May 25th, my birthday, um, and then (laughs) uh, gets a domestic violence uh, assault a couple weeks later and is gone for the year. Christian Pache is great in the field, but does nothing with his bat and is batting also in the hundreds. Um, Mm -hmm. When I think of him, I think of how we lost all of our games to the Blue Jays. Um, Mm -hmm. Acuna was having an MVP season who, uh, even after the first half when he got injured, uh, he was still leading our team in war and home runs for a couple (laughs) weeks. Um, And, tears his ACL at um, Marlins Park. Um, mm-hmm. And so those are those were the starters in terms of our replacements and subs. Um, we have to sign and start a number of people that we signed from spring training um, who we signed for less than a million dollars, and I have no idea who they are, including Guillermo Heredia, uh, who carries his weight until the trade deadline very unexpectedly hitting in the eight hole about 280. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think back to his grand slam that he had, uh, or maybe he was just the fourth home run. I can't remember. He got a home run uh, against the Cubs at Wrigley field. Um, But, uh, and then our bench, Ari Adrianza comes out of nowhere, hits a bunch of home runs in spring training, and then gets on the bench and saves our asses a number of times with a couple of walk-off hits and also uh, substituting for people out in the outfield when we needed it and the infield. Uh, Pablo Sandoval hits three, four pinch-hit home runs in the span of a month um, and wins us two games, basically single-handedly. Um, yep. Makes a couple spot starts. Uh, used as a DH when he played the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ender Inciarte is awful. Um, does nothing. Uh, ends up getting cut as an $8.7 million player. Um, and then ends up in the Reds farm uh, in AAA. Mm-hmm. Also doing nothing. Um, Alex Jackson is does not have a hit. Um, for most of the season. Um, and then Abraham Almonte uh, gets signed off of our, out of AAA as well, um, put into our 40-man roster, and bats cleanup for a while. Uh, 
and is also pretty solid for what he offers. Um, we trade for Arcia pretty early in the season. Um, does really well in Gwinnett, comes to Atlanta, doesn't really do very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then thinking specifically about our catchers. Um, Ooh, we what had a trip. Seven catchers throughout the whole year um, after Darnell, or including Darnell. But, uh, so Contreras ended up having to be our starter, and then he was doing really well at the beginning, couldn't end up hanging with the team and had to be sent down to triple a, um, mm-hmm. uh, at that point, Alex Jackson was our backup and had to start a couple times and it was still awful, but Contreras is making most of the starts until he had to be sent down. We signed Jeff Mathis off of, <laughs> <laughs> off of waivers. Um, and mm-hmm. he plays three games and does not get a hit. Um, we signed Jonathan Lucroy and put him in triple a comes in to play twice and does nothing. Um, and then we signed Kevin Smith, who is our starter for more than 30 games. Um, oh, I didn't realize there's that many. Holy shit. He ended up with a negative 0.9 war. Um, <laughs> and then we trade for Vote, um, who mashes at the beginning and is honestly one of our more clutch hitters and then just mm-hmm. rumbles. Yeah. Um, and then I had forgotten about this, this is towards the end of the season. Um, we had actually signed another player off waivers, Chadwick Trump from the Giants, who had been waived, who is a 5'8", 220-pound catcher. Um, and then in terms of another bench bat, who was a starter for us two years ago, uh, Johan Camargo had a record year in Gwinnett, but this entire year he was 0 for 18 plate appearances. Um Starters, Freed was awful in the very beginning. He had an ERA hovering around the sevens. Um, Charlie Morton wasn't very good. Uh, he would do – him and Smiley basically did the same thing where they'd go three innings of not too bad and then give up just a huge inning. Um, there was one start for Morton where he only went one-third um, – and technically had a bunch of unearned runs, but there were six people that scored against him, I think, against the Cubs. That that was the uh, – was that the Phillies game? Was that like the – I believe it was the – It was like the first, first – I'm, I'm pretty sure I remember this because it was the first game that the Braves were at 100% like stadium capacity. And I remember uh, – yeah, 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 that's yeah, it. Yeah, it, it was like a Friday game, and I remember thinking, oh, we're about to just – Roll roll over these fuckers, and then, yeah, Morton just had a terrible game, but yeah, yeah. continue. Um, Ian Anderson had a really great uh, first half, um, pretty like, in terms of being a rookie um, with an ERA around 3.5 and lower threes. Um, and Noah ends up becoming a starter uh, when he would just open um, in our five hole uh, of the rotation and ends up becoming our ace until he breaks his hand by punching a bench at, uh, at the Brewer Stadium. Ugh. Bryce Wilson has to make a number of starts um, and does terribly in every single one, is averaging around 6 to 7 ERA. Uh, Kyle Wright makes one start and is so bad that he gets sent down to AAA for the rest of the year. Uh, Kyle Muller comes in. Um, towards the end of the first half and does very well and then ends up falling off a cliff as well. Um, 
not as hard as Tukey, who <laughs> had great, fantastic two starts and then absolutely blew up. And then Tucker Davidson makes a number of starts uh, in the beginning of the second half. In terms of our relievers, Will Smith is a walking heart attack. Uh, mm-hmm. Luke Jackson mm-hmm. has uh, an ERA plus. Who Luke Jackson was not on our roster um, for the 2020 postseason and barely even made any appearances throughout 2020. Um, mm-hmm. And then ends up with an ERA plus of 224 for throughout mm-hmm. this whole regular season. Um, Tyler Matzik goes up and down in terms of his performances, not in terms of Gwinnett uh, in the first half. Not as seen as an okay pitcher uh, in my eyes in the first half. A.J. Minter was so bad that he got sent to AAA for the longest time that he's been in AAA since like Mm -hmm. 2019 or 18. Um, Chris Martin wasn't anything super to talk about, but was probably honestly our most consistent reliever in the Mm -hmm. first half. Um, uh, Josh Tomlin is just walking batting practice. Uh, (laughs) Jacob Webb is um, comes up from AAA and decides to hit people in the face with the bases loaded. Um, at, at games he I attend, yeah. <laughs> Grant Dayton is so awful that he injures himself um, and gets on the 60-day IL. Uh, Nate Jones mm. is awful. Um, he, he had one of the strangest pitches. Yeah, octopus like, arm guy. Yeah, so um, strange. And then Sean Newcomb has flashes of brilliance, but can't ever be consistent. And then ultimately he gets demoted as well. Shane Green finally gets signed and then decides to be awful after he gets his payday. Um, And then here are some names that you probably didn't remember that we even had on our team, um, including Carl Edwards Jr., who made a third of an inning of an appearance with an 81 ERA. Um, who then we DFA'd instantly. Uh, Ty Tice, who did virtually the same thing. Jay Flaw, who did virtually the same thing. Mm-hmm. And our old friend Jesse Biddle, who uh, oh. <laughs> showed us what he is still made of, which is not very good. Um, and then very early in the season, in terms of trades, we trade for Edgar Santana from the Pirates, and he is... Mm-hmm average um has a lot of moves yeah, but he's been not consistent exactly yeah i always liked him i will say that i always liked him but not consistent yeah. and that's basically what happened in the first half in terms of our record we were one of two teams um who had not gone over uh like positive run differential and or sorry that had been over positive run differential basically the whole year uh, but had not been above 500, including the Marlins in the first half. Um, we did not break above 500 until August 6th. Um, we're like one of the first teams, at least in a while, um, who had a losing record at the All-Star break, uh, who won the World Series. Um, and... I guess we can pause there for a second and just kind of reflect on the first half. Um, Mm -hmm. I was, so in terms of this is, we're thinking up until basically the trade deadline, I was perfectly fine 
with us being sellers. Um, basically, either way we split it, I didn't think we were going to win, and I didn't think, like... I, but I also didn't... I, uh, we didn't want to see us just kind of give up for the year. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh... Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think you just, you know running through the first half of the season and thinking about what we looked like in the second half of the season. I mean, it was just night and day. Like we, we played two completely different seasons in the span of one. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I hate to say it, but obviously losing Acuna was one of the worst things that could have happened this year, but in a way, like it opened the door to something really special where we decided to be buyers. You know, once I saw that we had, traded Bryce Ball for Jock Peterson, I realized we were locked in and then go on to make some of the arguably some of the best trade line trade deadline acquisitions in MLB history. Um, you wanna say, you know, there's Jorge Soler who we traded for as World Series MVP, Eddie Rosario who we traded for as NLCS MVP. And if there was an NLDS MVP, it would have been Jock Peterson. Uh, and those are the three guys we traded for. Um, not including Duval. So it's been a ride. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it makes you it makes you emotional. It makes you just so happy and proud, and I'm just so happy to be like where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to look at uh, an article to like see which players people were saying that we should be trading for at the deadline. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, I'm just remembering off the top of my head, the players I thought that we would be going for um, would be like, at least that everyone was saying, um, it was like Brian Reynolds um, from the Pirates. Uh, mm-hmm. Or I want to go, I want to look at my phone and see what I texted you actually. Um, and like Jose Ramirez wasn't technically off the table. Um, yeah. And I was fine with like putting Austin in left field uh, and keeping Jose at third, um, which in hindsight, I'm very glad that that did not happen um, because Austin is not a left fielder at all. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, yeah. Uh, So at least some of the names like Joey Gallo was floating around. That was somebody I really yeah. wanted us to take. Um, and he didn't like reports about where he was going. Didn't really happen until like one that day and the trade deadline ended at three. Um, mm-hmm. But I knew I wanted at least one reliever um, and maybe two. Um, and I really wanted Kimbrel, but mm-hmm. I knew that we probably weren't super. Uh, we're gonna not gonna move around huge pieces, but I was just still hoping for something. Um, when I saw stuff yeah. about Byron Buxton, I was getting pretty mm. excited because when he's healthy, he's one of the best players in the MLB. Also thought yeah. about Ketel Marte. Um, yep. And I really, really, really didn't want Robbie Grossman, who is who the person I thought we were gonna trade for. Um, just because didn't feel like he was consistent enough. Um, 
and isn't I don't just kind of in my head regardless of how correct or incorrect this is I was just like the the person to save our season is not going to be Robbie Grossman no, um, no and even when we traded for Jock like everyone also knew like the person to save our season is not going to be Jock alone yeah. um and, yeah, it felt like a yeah, you know, it felt like a good replacement at the time. It's like, oh, we'll have an actually like good right fielder, but we all knew it was gonna take that's good. Yeah. Um But apparently, um before like right when right when Jack got to Atlanta, there was someone who had made a comment to him who was like, Hey, I'm really glad you're here, but don't get comfortable for too long because apparently yeah. It, we were literally going to see how well our team did and how the Phillies and the Mets did to see whether we were really going to be sellers or buyers. Um, and I guess with the piece that we moved for Jock, Bryce Ball, um, we weren't going to really use him anytime soon. Because, and it kind of showed that we had full intention of re-signing Freddie. Um, Agreed. Because... Yeah. Bryce Ball is a first baseman DH player that can't really be moved out of that position. Um, so it was just kind of like a, let's see. Um, and we didn't do anything super special during that period. Um, uh, we went, I think we were still going 500 basically then uh, up until the trade deadline, but it was just the Mets were starting to look even worse and the Phillies were kind of hovering with us. Uh, yeah. So then gave us at least enough confidence to go for it. Um, and the way that it was handled was perfect. Even regardless of we went to like, we didn't even go to the playoffs. We didn't win the NL East. I thought the, the situation was perfect um, because so in the second half, there the trades we made. So earlier in the season, don't really count this as, the being buyer or seller thing because we just needed a catcher who could do something. We traded Mason Byrne for Stephen Vogt, um, who Byrne was not in our top 25, I don't think, in prospects. Um, and then Bryce Ball was one of our – he was like 11 or 12, but didn't really have a use for him. Um, Richard Rodriguez, uh, we traded Bryce Wilson and Ricky DeVito, uh, who is – top 30 prospect um duval for alex jackson who swings a pool noodle um yep. <laughs> and rosario for pablo who was going like over 29 and mm. almost entirely in pinch hits up until that point like in the month of may and june um who they immediately cut so we got him for literally nothing we got rosario for nothing and so Lair for Casey Kalich, uh, who was our 26th, 26th, 25th ranked prospect, uh, maybe 24. Um, so you get a postseason stud for someone you're not going to use in Jock Peterson. You get someone to establish your bullpen who had, at that point had a sub-2 ERA um mm -hmm. and for someone who a lot of your fan base doesn't like anymore at this point and is not showing himself to be a consistent starter and some random mm -hmm. person um and 
a like already uh, solidified kind of brave person in the clubhouse and on the field in Duval for a catcher who is just not going to be anywhere close to being better than William Contreras or Shea Langoliers um, mm. and or Darnell. Um, yep. And then you get someone who is pretty streaky um, and has been kind of like behind the scenes, I feel like, with the Twins um, when he was with them and then they didn't end up valuing him enough and went to the Indians and didn't really do anything there for mm. basically nothing. Um, and you get someone who hit 48 home runs two years ago for a 24th ranked prospect. Um, so if all that doesn't work out, like, you know, you didn't really give up anything. Um, yeah. so I was pretty satisfied just to see that we were going to try. Um, yeah. But I just, none of these moves except for Rich Rod, uh, was on my radar at all. I, I did I did want Adam Duvall. I think that's someone I might have mentioned to you back in, I guess, whenever the trade deadline was. But I, I didn't think there was any shot that the Marlins were going to, you know, do that for, to, for divisional, essentially a rival at this point. Mm. And then they just took Alex Jackson, almost took Alex Jackson off of our hands. Because yeah. he seemed to... He seemed to just kind of carry like not great energy. Like he's not he's not leaving a positive impact on the Braves, and gave us Adam Duvall, who hit 39 home runs this season. Um, and once again, great time to reiterate that Duvall hit more home runs than Alex Jackson had hits this season. <laughs> like that's insane. That is insanity. Yeah, just did it. Like everything came together and. <sighs> Yeah, um, it's like I don't even know words, man. Like what I knew, I knew we were locked in once we traded for Rich Rod, and Rich Rod honestly had a good start. Let's be honest, he, his first twelve games, he was he was unhittable, and then he just started giving up like home run after home run, and I think people kind of figured him out. Yeah. He was not, he was not pitching around the zone. He was he was giving you he he was he's a zone pitcher and yeah. he's a fast pitcher and that's just how he how he does he's like 90 percent four seamers um mm. and it was even more before he'd even added a curveball it was like just four seamers and yeah. purely relies on his rpms um so his rpms are, which is why i was honestly i really didn't want him because i thought he was a big sticky stuff pitcher because yeah. it, it, he's purely relying on rpms and he only yeah. throws a four seam fastball um so it's like how does that that just makes sense that he's a sticky stuff yeah. pitcher. But then he showed up to Atlanta and did so well. And then uh, I guess his RPM just went down and you're like, Oh, here is a fastball. I'm going to hit it. He's going to, or he's like, Oh, I missed it. He's going to throw another fastball. I think mm-hmm. he gave up seven solo shots in his last 11, 11 appearances. Um, yeah. Which is why he's not on the postseason. Um, but I just remember that day I woke up super late uh, at like, 12 or something yeah. I was in up the night before just kind of stressing over what we were going to do um and woke up to a call from you and you're saying like you're gonna be happy about what we did and so i was thinking like 
I would have been fine with us giving up Pache or Waters and somebody yeah. else for like Ketel, Marte, and potentially Byron yeah. Buxton because you have years of control with them too, and they're incredible players. And I don't think, honestly, that Pache is going to be at their level. Um, yeah. So I was thinking like one of them or something, and then seeing Duvall and Rosario is like, it's like opening a Christmas present that you didn't ask for and like have no idea like what it is but you're very pleasantly surprised. Yeah, um, yeah, that, that's a really good way of putting it. Because uh, uh, the, the most of the surprise was, and, like, happiness was with Duvall, because I knew nothing about yeah. Rosario. I agree. Like, the the Duvall one really sent me, because at that point, we just we needed a left fielder. I knew he was a good hitter. He's proven. We got him for Alex Jackson, and I was just so happy about that. I'm like, oh, shoot, okay, we get Eddie Rosario, too. And, yeah, at that point, I was kind of bummed that we let, let go Pablo just because, you know, the mascot energy. But yeah. see Heredia more than usurped that. Um, <laughs> um, more than yeah, – I mean, he's he's a legend, bro. He is a legend. When I saw the – when you told me that and then I saw the names, the thing, like, I was kind of, like, holding off excitement for a second because I wanted to see, like, who did we give up. Mm. with the jock thing i was kind of upset we gave up bryce ball because then there was no chance of me having a jersey with my last name on the back oh yeah that's great <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh and he's a good player but uh yeah then when i saw alex jackson and pablo sandoval i was like oh my god <laughs> that is that that is fleecing people like the fact so that that Eddie Rosario was injured for a while too, and is going to be injured until August. Didn't make a start until like late August. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that that was even on Anthopolis's radar at all, like no one had that. No, no. I, I did not see anything about Eddie Rosario anywhere. It's just like, oh, yeah. he's not doing that well, and he's injured. Why would you trade for him? Um, now we know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But so then that happened, and then just. The rest of the, that happened like before noon, and kept waiting on the rest of the day. Like, okay, when's our, when are we gonna get a reliever? When are we gonna get a reliever? When are we gonna get like some other pieces? Are we gonna get any other fielders? I feel like we just need to get two relievers. It was running through my head, um, and then so trade deadline passed, and so obviously still stuff was still rolling in, and kept refreshing my phone, and then I remember uh, seeing that we got Rich Rod, who I, I was like pretending to be excited. Yeah, was, he was very good at the beginning, like we talked about. Uh, but I was still in my mind. I was like, "That's a sticky stuff pitcher, and we're getting fucked." I don't get this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I was like, "Okay, well, at least we got a reliever, and he's doing well right now. Maybe he'll solidify the bullpen." Which, thinking back, our bullpen was awful until oh, uh, so bad. until so he bad. showed up. When he showed up, I was literally I was I I, I was telling Sam like before all these trades. Uh, it's like we really just need one really solid bullpen arm to come in and solidify all of them and like, mm-hmm. give them some confidence because our bullpen is almost the exact same from last year when it was a top five bullpen, um, yeah. and that's exactly what happened. Even though he's not even there anymore, they just got their confidence back. Um, mm-hmm. But and then I remember like going downstairs and looking at MLB tonight, whatever, and then just seeing up on the screen in huge letters. Jorge Soler to the Braves, and my reaction was just like, 
what? <laughs> what the Inter- hell? He was batting. He was batting. I think one ninety when we got him. It might have been less. And, yeah, it, it honestly probably was less. He had a horrible slump. But in the back of your mind, you're thinking, okay, this guy slammed what 47, 48 home runs two years ago. I'm pretty sure he led the AL. Yeah, and we got yeah. him for you know a Casey Kamenik. Like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Sure, we'll see how it works out. And then, of course, just absolute monster. I mean, that guy is – if we if we don't re-sign him, especially Gosh. with incoming, especially with the incoming NLDH, yeah. I will riot. I will be so <laughs> – like, he, he is the just quintessential DH. Just yeah. a Gosh, guy that gets, so good. gets mad. Yeah. Um, but actually, thinking back to it now, he, he was – that news broke before the Rich Rod news because mm. I remember looking, like, at the Braves Reddit – and one of the funnier things I saw and still reflect on was like after he signed Jorge, and so we had Jorge and Duvall and Rosario, um, which already had Jock in the field, and we could have just you know started him. And so someone commented, they're like, "Why get pitching when you can just like hit bombs? <laughs> <laughs> just like everyone hits bombs." Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly how it was. And that was, I mean, then we got Rich Rod, and it was good enough but mm. well yeah yeah i think it's it's kind of like you mentioned for for the slump he went through in the later half of the second half of the season his start was so good and i think it really did put a lot of like pep in the step for our bullpen it seemed like he came in and we were not gonna let up a run and people just followed suit and we saw a completely different bullpen to shape up and the emergence of the night shift, especially in this postseason, was so fucking fun to watch. Like they oh, were, and they just totally bought into it as well. And Will Smith, you know, absolute roller coaster all season, letting up zero runs during the postseason. Matzik getting, you know, the nickname of Tyler Nutsack. <laughs> <laughs> like that is just great. And you know, Luke, it's just, it, it's just so beautiful. Yeah. Will, Amazing. Will, give us a, give us your perspective uh, again from an outsider's. Like a red like the, perspective, like the moves uh, at the deadline. Yeah, the moves and just yeah, we'll yeah talk about that. <coughs> just like Excuse what what did you what did you think seeing what the Braves did at that time, if you can remember? Uh, I thought they were pretty smart. I mean, they did what I feel what I would have hoped I would have done because clearly it worked out pretty well, you know. Mm-hmm. No, uh, <laughs> I mean I didn't read into it as like buying like the Dodgers and Yankees buying type deal, of course. It was more like cautious, cautious buying, um, which was smart. Like that was like going out and getting Jose Ramirez would have been, I think really bad. I think that would have been really, really bad. I just don't think it would have worked out. Um, Now I like, I think Jorge and them, clearly they were better than what they had been showing at the beginning of the year. I think that was just them out of their hitting rhythm or whatever, or like just getting hot down the stretch. Um, but I was really happy at the time to see like Anthopolis and the front office not moving on from like, um, like Pache. Cause I still, I, I still believe in Pache a lot. Um, yeah. He, he went through a tough stretch this year, but I mean, the talent is there. Um, but did I expect to did I expect to see the Braves go go to the NLCS or the World Series and win? No, not at all. I mean, like I, I, <laughs> I 
I wrote <laughs> them off completely. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I feel like you two could would mostly agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, us being Braves fans, we bought into it a little more, a little more, and we're a little more delusional with the whole thing. Um, yeah, naturally, that's yeah. the way it goes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, Griffin, you and I just picked the Braves to win the World Series yeah. at the beginning. Of- <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> so like, stupid. In, in, in all honesty, I thought they, you know, they had a chance to do it because mm-hmm. if if you get lightning in a bottle, you know, we saw with the Nats a few years ago. If you get lightning in the in a bottle in the in the postseason, there's no stopping you. And no, they were hot. They were hot. Yeah, and Jock just crushed it in the NLDS and. We went up three one in the Dodgers, and if and I remember, I think the Freddie quote was like about like flipping the script and like changing the narrative essentially, and that's just what I saw. But yeah, I mean, maybe it was a little delusional of us, but I felt like there's a there's a hint of realness in that. Yeah, um, basically everybody just completely turned their season around in the second mm-hmm. half. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of like who was bad. Um, Freddie was bad to start. Well, I'm just thinking. No, I'm just thinking a second half. Oh, like, I don't know. Like if there was a real liability. Waskar. Waskar was bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. When he came back after the injury, which really sucked. I really think a lot of it had to do with his confidence. Um, mm-hmm. Because yeah. he made three really good starts. Um, he gave up like two, three, and four runs and lost, like flat out mm. lost each of those. Um, and I don't really feel like he did that bad. And he didn't have very many hits either in each of those and then just fell off a cliff. Um, and he was on the postseason roster until he like was injured. I don't know how real the injury is or whatever, but mm. he just didn't need to be there anymore. Um, at least from, from what I saw, when he came in to relieve against the Brewers, he was only throwing a slider, um, mm-hmm. which you just can't do unless, you know, you're like Mariano Rivera and you have one pitch yeah. and you, which yeah. he is not. Um, so you're going to get hit at some point and he got taken yard. Um, and I think he needs to have pretty long off season to readjust um, and work on his other pitches Um, in terms of the bullpen or in in the second half. So Tukey was bad. Um, Tucker Davidson had a bad start and then was injured. Kyle Mm -hmm. Muller kind of got figured out, but it Mm -hmm. wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't awful. Um, Chris Martin, Oh, Chris Martin. Yeah, he. Well, it's it's sad because he's. I mean, he's proven throughout his career that he's the type of guy that will get injured a lot, but he'll like bounce back from it. And it seemed like this was just the lot. Like it kind of flipped this time where he just he just didn't he just didn't have it. He was getting wrecked every game. Yeah, he was, and it was such a so weird to see like <laughs> you just like flip the scenario it's like in 2019 or 2020 in my Mm. head if i see like in the seventh or eighth inning uh, it's like 
Luke Jackson coming onto the field, I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. And then if Chris Martin's coming on, I'm like, oh yeah, dude, we're fine. We're good. So, yeah, we're chilling. Um, because he was like he, our yeah. best reliever in 2019 and 2020, basically. Mm. Um, yeah. And I just I don't know nope. what happened with him this year. It was the I think it was the Bellinger home run in the NLCS. I think that I think that sent him in a spiral or something because. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, mean, he, I mean, you're right. He used to be like that guy. He, he if you saw Chris Martin on the mound, you you knew we weren't giving up. Right? Yeah, he gave. Uh, he ended up at at the end of the year with the three nine five, which isn't awful. Um, yeah, but it's an ERA plus of one thirteen, so he's fairly average. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, in terms of our main guys in the bullpen. Oh, I mean, Will Smith was not good this whole year until the postseason. It was ridiculous what he did. He, I mean, he he got six saves in the postseason, and this is a crazy fact, but I read that no other closer had more than one save this postseason. What? And he had six. Yeah, what? <laughs> like it doesn't sound true, but I, I I saw it, and like it, it, yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense. But wow. Yeah, he had six saves, and the next highest was one. That's ridiculous. And I, I, I will say, I think that's mostly because playoff baseball is just weird, and you, you throw different pitchers in at different scenarios. Uh, like the Dodgers, I'm pretty sure, use Scherzer as their closer in one of the Giants games. And yeah. kind of tend to see that. Um, but still. But still. Yeah, but still. Um, goodness. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to look up. So now, with all this included, um, so at the end of the year, and Ian didn't really start making because uh, he had been injured for so long. He didn't make like a good start until the Diamondbacks series, which was our fourth to last series, I think, um, where he was he went seven innings of like one hit shutout. Um, I'm trying to see I'm trying to see our postseason stats. Um, I want to see what the ERA pluses are specifically for the night shift. Um, I'm going to guess, well, yeah, especially after the World Series, I'm going to guess that the worst was Minter. I feel like it's going to have to go just up, up until the ninth inning. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, so I put in my Christmas list for my family um, that uh, if I I want to get a jersey of one of our mm-hmm. one of the the superstars from the postseason, especially, um, and so at least my choices. What what would you say, Sam? Like if you had three people? Uh, I mean, if I feel I, like two I'd of them are obvious. Yeah, I mean, I'd go based on who we re-sign, honestly. Um, I, I I don't care who we re-sign at this point. Because uh, it, I think that everyone... then, you have to, then you have to do Rosario, I think. I mean, Rosario is just, like, he was he was fucking awesome. And he has such good energy. Or, or Solaire. Um, actually, oh, man, Jock, too. Jock is such a good jersey to have. Uh, that's I've got a good pick. I've got a good pick. What's your pick? I'd say Max Freed. The yeah. reason being is because yeah. the first game in the Strohs, he got 
he got he got obliterated I and mean, he just got humiliated on national tv like his family had to pull the curtains drawn and everything um, and i i don't know about you all i wasn't feeling good going into game six just because like the astros are the were the best team in baseball at hitting lefties and hitting uh-huh. lefties that rely on the fastball so which is max freed um and to go six and I don't think he gave – I can't. he didn't give up a run. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's yeah. against by far and away the best lineup in baseball. I mean, it's pretty insane. Yeah. yeah. Pretty nuts. And he'll probably be there for a long time, so yeah, you get that a, bonus. I would, I would hope so. Um, am I just stupid or can I not figure out – is there not like a, a pure postseason – uh, baseball. I think it's a youth page. thing, Griffin. Okay, that's what I I'm think thinking too. Thing. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I think on Baseball Reference, there's like a tab that you can click to where it's like postseason, regular season. Yeah. Does anyone want to help? Does anyone want to? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Griffin. <laughs> you got it, Griffin. You I just. It. Why can't I figure this out? Why can't I figure this page out? I see the. I see underneath the postseason. I see. Like I have the links to each of the different series, but there isn't just a postseason in mm. general. So are you looking for one player in particular? I was gonna wait. No, I, never mind. Uh, I was trying to look at like the uh, the stats for everybody, especially the like wow. the night shift in particular and their mm-hmm. ERA plus. Um, gosh, why am I just so? Um, oh, oh, I feel like a Matic jersey would go so hard. Yeah, well, anyway, the, the, three, the three I said was uh, either Solera, Rosario, or Matic. Yeah. Nutsack. Yeah. I mean, if if you're, if you're a reliever was ever going to win, like, postseason MVP, I think Matic has that secured. Yeah. That, well, I, 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 honestly, I, Will I Smith. Think, I, well, yeah, that too. But I, I don't think I'll ever remember, just in terms of high leverage situations, I don't think I'll ever forget the the moment where Matt Jackson just imploded, put two on, on second and third, with no outs. And then Matzik proceeds to strike out the side in the seventh inning. In game sticks of the NLCS. Yeah, that was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in baseball. Yeah. Just mowed them down. Yeah. In a Unapon- huge yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. Why You're just an idiot. Yeah. Well, anyways, um, this team was special. This team was mm-hmm. very, very, very special. Um, there was not like. Except for Will Smith and all the regular season. Um, and Jacob Webb. Uh, at least in terms of the second half of the season, there wasn't really anyone that I didn't like. Even having, mm-hmm. you know, Johan doing nothing. I still like Johan. Oh, yeah. Um, Tukey, same thing. And, I mean, Jacob and maybe Will Smith seem like good people. Just in in terms of personalities, what I is what more what I mean. Like there is not a person on this team that I don't think I, I don't like. Um, but Azuna maybe. 
Yeah, that's a it's a different <laughs> that's a, conversation. Oh, <laughs> that's a whole nother can of worms there. Yeah, I, I tend to forget about him. Yeah. Dude, he almost won like you think of all of our losses this year in terms of personnel. He almost won the triple crown last year. Yeah. And it's just very like you don't really think about it yeah. because you have Acuna and Freeman on your team who are two MVP players um, or caliber. Acuna will get his at some point. Um, but Azuna very, was very close to winning the MVP last year. If his fielding was a little better, honestly might have had it, um, mm-hmm. which he's not a fielder at all. Um, yeah, a little arm. And he didn't really play in the field very much because I forgot we had a DH last year. Exactly. Um, but uh what a team, what a season. I I the first half of the season was so bad. It was just a nightmare to watch games. Um mm. and I just you being a Georgia sports fan, Atlanta sports fan, you always, it just, it's bewildering. And now it's finally like, okay to talk about it. Okay. Or like people you do, but now you have like a frame of reference that is different from what you had where it's, where it's just like, you have all of this hope invested. And even if you say like, I know that we're going to screw it up somehow in the back of your head, you're like, no, we're not, mm-hmm. no, we're not going to do it. Um, and, but then you just got the same result every single year um and it just seemed to somehow get worse and worse um and you think back to our previous postseason experiences um in the last like 10 years with the braves all horribly heartbreaking um like i was the 2018 one who, that doesn't like we. That was our first season being oh, yeah, back. Yeah, that's, season. that's like that's like the Hawks last year, where it's just like oh, there was some, there was some, some exciting moments, but like we knew, yeah, what was. Uh, I mean, that was, Acuna Grand Slam is going to go down in history, but yeah, yeah, we all we all knew. It that's bad. basically all that anyone really wanted out of that postseason mm-hmm. um, was just win one and have a big moment, and Acuna had a mm-hmm. huge moment. Um, Twenty nineteen. Losing game one, winning games two and three, uh, losing game four by nothing. Um, Mm -hmm. Literally, if Freddie was an inch taller, we would have won that game. Um, And game five. Game five. (laughs) I'm happy. Just I'm just happy that it's all. Yeah, it just it just like that game. It happened. We all like. There was a part of me that I kind of knew it was going to happen. Not Fulty. Like that. I mean, not like that, not obviously. Like that. But in a way, I'm like, okay, I can just accept this. It's the first inning. We'll get him next year. And then we didn't get him next year. In fact, we lost an arguably more heartbreaking way yeah. next year. <laughs> but it all leads up to this moment now. Can't You can't even believe it. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. You never, like, walking around now with the Braves – just gear whatever Mm -hmm. like or talking to people who aren't georgia sports fans like you no longer have to be like i know (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Like, I feel like there's a huge weight lifted off just being a fan in Georgia now where – yeah. Like with the Falcons suck this year, I don't think anyone cares. I don't <laughs> like at least as much as they did up until we won the World Series. I think the level has dropped significantly. Yeah, uh, I, I mean it's just a catharsis. Like there's just a release of tension that happened a few nights ago, and it's still happening. I, I will say I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna start following the Falcons a little more closely because uh, they're not entirely out of it right now. They're not like great but no. now that there's no baseball to watch and i guess i'll follow hawks too but yeah i agree i mean i haven't really cared up until this point it's also a very experimental season but it's not the point of the podcast so mm-hmm. um but uh it's uh, it, it's one of the, one of my friends who's like a big braves fans Colin talking to me yesterday he's like what how do you how do you feel as like what what, what are we gonna do as fans now like what, what's the path yeah. from here yeah. um yeah. yeah and i don't know <laughs> like my thought is for like the next month it it's just like who who fucking cares we're, <laughs> we're the world champs like uh we could make no moves in the off season. I don't, you know, give a rat's ass. Um, oh yeah, but not, not at all. <laughs> I, I think after a month, um, then it'll kind of start, start, start blah, 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 blah. it'll kind of start <laughs> to set in. This <laughs> is just my uh, stupidity showing again. Um, but I think after a month or around then, it'll just kind of be more like, okay, now I just want to win again. Um, mm-hmm. I think even regardless of how heartbreaking a, a loss in the postseason the next like two or three years is, it, I'll be much more okay with it. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, of course, the thought I've had for all of these years now is like, what if we win? What if what happens after that? Like, am I still going to be as invested? And um, I oh, think, hell yeah. Yeah, hell yeah, it definitely yeah. will be. Um, but I think the losses will be a lot easier. Um, yeah. And I, and I think that also is a testament to just Atlanta sports in general and everything we've seen where it's, it, it feels like a big release, you know, <laughs> and we don't get it often. And I think it puts it into perspective that we're what, 21, 22 years old now. And this is the first one. Okay. Hopefully it gets better from here. Got dogs coming up too. Yeah. Good dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs. If UGA yeah. and the Braves do it in the same like year. Georgia will explode. <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> Gosh. Oh man. Um yeah, my parents in part of their factoring for not uh buying World Series tickets was they they were saying like, oh, we value like getting tickets for the national championship a little bit more. Which I agree. agree with. Yeah. Um, yeah. At this rate, hopefully if we will one, we'll go, it'd be pretty hard not to go at this point, but we, we might find mm-hmm. a way. Um, but uh, yeah, I have gotten tickets to every away game except for mm-hmm. Vandy this year. So hopefully I can, that would be awesome. If I could get like yeah. $10 tickets. Um, Maybe. Mm. Um, 
But anyway, um, where do we go from here? That's the that's the question. Yeah. We've climbed to the top of the mountain, and we are looking down on everyone else. Um, we are. I don't want to leave. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to leave the top of the mountain. I'm sorry, we, we Will. Can... No, no Reds World Series ever again. It's gonna be Braves every single and year. The, and the Reds big, lost yeah. Let's, yeah. big Red Machine's coming back. It doesn't matter when Hunter Green's pumping 106. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I mean, obviously we bask in it. I've been wearing my Braves hat everywhere. I wore it out last night. And I was getting a lot of compliments. <laughs> I probably. I, I, I legitimately last night. I have forty four dollars in my bank account, and I. Saw a World Series shirt for thirty nine dollars and it was pretty shipping. <laughs> and for like a split second, I always, I always went. Yeah, I grabbed, I grabbed one, or I didn't. One of my friends. Um, yeah. So in the celebration, I don't know if y'all could tell, but uh, one of my friends jumped up and hit the fan with his head. That's hilarious. <laughs> and that it started so started gushing blood. So then I, <laughs> and then I was giving him a hug, and he was gushing blood onto my sweatshirt, and I had to go rinse it off, but. They went straight to Academy and grabbed oh, this. That's, that's so sick. Yeah. Um, oh, there was like a line of, it's like 500 yards long at Academy for getting the shirts at like midnight. Yeah. Yeah. People were probably camped out. It was like there. Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. but. God, people probably skipped watching the game or like watched it on their phone. Yeah. So they'd be yeah. first in line. I don't know why you do that, but. That's th- really sad. Yeah. That's <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get that. I gotta get that shirt right now. I get, <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I we'll do another episode in about a week. We're gonna take a break for a while. Um, doing like two of these a week at this point. Um, but uh, baseball is over for 2021, and it feels very nice, man. I all of October. I can't. I can't do World Series runs every year. No, I can't. I can't, I can't like, I'll be happy if we go back, but holy fuck! Like, yeah, I just. Oh, it hurts. People, people saw a very different side of me in the past <laughs> month. People saw a very different side of me. Just like half of the time when people call over and like, you know, they're like, "Hey, how you doing?" You just look at them. Yeah, <laughs> oh, people would. Try, I'd be like locked in on the couch, and people would try to joke with me, and I just be. I just be such an asshole. Like I just be so like no reaction. Like just just so standoffish. Just like like I, there's no room right now. Sam, I think the Braves are gonna win. Oh, Sam, I think the Braves are gonna win. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, and uh, I had a mix of people rooting for me, and a mix of people just like kind of poking fun at me and rooting against me. Uh, there was one point where I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up this uh, this text I got from my friend Anch who learned he had never watched a baseball game before in his life, but learned about the entire Braves roster and learned about the entire Astros roster just so he could poke at me during the Jesus game. like God. literally like just I think actual. I, stuff. If this is a friend. I don't I don't know how much of a friend he yeah. is. I think he needs to be. I, mean, I, I think he needs to be he ousted. Yeah, this was uh, this was Tuesday, October twenty sixth. Uh, I think this might have been. Is that um, what game was that? October twenty. I, I think that might have been. Game, yeah, I think that might have been game six of the NLCS question mark. 
Um, Hold on, I'm October 26th was no, game one at game of the World, world, world Series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he goes, he goes. You must be feeling pretty good about the Braves RN. <laughs> this is when they had just gone up. He goes, what are the odds a crazy comeback happens? I've heard that was pretty common for this, but I don't know. <laughs> like fuck you, man. What a douche. <laughs> you should do. You know, he like looked up the roster for the Braves and the Astros. You should like. Look up his parents' divorce papers and then like do the same thing. <laughs> That's comparable. That's comparable. Yeah. They're in court. Yeah. <laughs> they're, yeah. In, they're in court. I, I've heard these these types of things take a long time. <laughs> yeah. I've heard, I don't know how often they get back together, but I don't think it's, <laughs> it's not great. Yeah. Not, um. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll come back in a week or so um, mm. and talk about the off season. Talk about what we'd like to see um, in terms of the Braves, um, and then I guess throughout the off season we'll just kind of talk about the moves that go on and whatever throughout mm. the MLB. Prospects, all that. There's yeah. a lot of very good free agents. Um, yeah, this year. shortstop is insane. It is, yeah. Number one, Javi Baez, right? Am I right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's good. Gonna, he's gonna resign with the Mets. I hope he Funny. does. I hope he I does. Know, I, I really hope he does. <laughs> it's honestly insane because it's him, Seeger, Simeon, Correa, and Story. Yeah. Like those are all top. And they're all stuff. like likely gonna go to different teams. Mm. I would hope yeah. that they go to different teams. Oh, I you, think oh, you they mean will. from like their original I, team? Yeah, no. Okay, I, I thought I thought you were saying like there'd be two of them go to the same team or something, which is not no, unlikely because no, no, no. of the Dodgers mm-hmm. and they exist. Well, Yankees, yeah, and Yankees and what they do. We'll talk about that next time. Yeah, but we'll uh, talk about the Braves and then uh, MLB a little bit. But yeah, I still don't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't believe yeah. that what happened happened. It was we stomped on the mm. our pitching shoved against the best lineup in the MLB. Absolutely. Yep, by far the best lineup. I mean, yeah. It's not even close. No. Um, in terms of the whole year, like, you have, you have, <laughs> you have, you have, you, the guy who won the batting title in yep. uh, seven hole. Um, yep. And then you have Big Bird, Kyle Tucker, in the six hole. God, I hate hey, looking at that guy. Um, he's like the modern day Ted Yeah, I know. I saw that. That's all that. Or like Jordan Alvarez. That guy Jord- scary, Jordan right? had a 060 average for the World Series. Oh, yeah. World he Series. Terrible. World Series, he was terrible, but in the ALCS, oh, he, he's so in good. his final, he went 8 for 12 in the last three games. Gosh. <laughs> good for him. Good for him. I'm, yeah. I'm glad he had a good series. I think he only had, he might have had two hits. The only hit I remember him having was uh, he, it was Tyler Matzik. And he got a triple where he's, I'm going to keep, I got to keep doing this. So yeah. he, he like, <laughs> he poked one, like the, the, the guy, like the commentator, he said, poked it. And he literally did. He poked it <laughs> and it hit the center field back wall, yeah. <laughs> like, like, and got a triple. He's just ridiculous. Mm. And we shut him down. Yep. But yep. And then Correa was bad. Bregman was awful. Bregman was terrible. The only, like, they, all, Jose Altuve and Kyle Tucker were the only ones that did, like, remotely well, and Kyle Tucker was mm-hmm. really bad in the second half of the World Series. Struck out in big moments. 
He really did. Yeah. All right. Shut him down. All right. My arm uh, hurts. Right, this yeah. Is... Yeah. <laughs> I can do this all day. I, I want to see it. I want to see a video. You got to start recording now until until the end of the day. All right. Well, go okay. Braves. I can't believe we won the World Series. I, starting this podcast this year mm. in the same year, impossible. Um, it's of us. We it's, should start another podcast. We start a podcast every year. Yeah. We start a podcast <laughs> for the Falcons right now. <laughs> I'm done. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. We're going to keep coming around for a little bit, not as often as we have been, but yeah. Thanks for listening. Go Braves. Go Braves.